the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I see my name in shiny lights. Yeah. A different city every night. Oh, I, I swear. The world better prepare for when I'm a billionaire. It's time to get down to business on the weekend's number one business program. Known as the king of networking, your host, Shalom Klein, has worked with thousands of entrepreneurs and created countless jobs. So, to success, let's get down to business. And indeed, we are all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship and business. We talk a lot about business here. You are on with Get Down to Business, and I'm your host, Shalom Klein. Remember, you can always download podcasts from Get Down to Business on my website at ShalomKlein.com. And while you're there, don't forget to follow me. On Twitter, at Shalom Klein. It is a live show. In fact, it is the first show that I've been back here in studio in many, many months. And I've got a great lineup for you. You you don't want to miss a minute of it. Welcome to Get Down to Business. My very first guest is actually another first, the very first uh, Latina president of the National Association of Women Business Owners, commonly known as NABO Chicago. I'm thrilled to be joined by Elizabeth Colon. Thank you so much, Elizabeth, for joining me here in studio. Thank you so much for allowing me to be here today. Absolutely. Uh, it's great to have you, and I know you have been uh, setting, uh, setting records and setting trends beyond, uh, beyond just uh, becoming the president, uh, the first Latino president of, of NABO Chicago. Um, so, Elizabeth, if you don't mind, tell me a little bit about what you do professionally and how you originally got involved in the organization. Sure. So I am the president and founder of a company called Metaphrasis Language and Culture Solutions, it was founded in 2007, and there's a sort of a personal story behind that. I grew up in a home with a parents that didn't speak any English, and I want to say that I was that child interpreter that accompanied them many times to their appointments. But I also have two sisters from the deaf community. And so language and language barriers was a big issue in our family. And as I was growing up, I saw a lot of disparities happening within our, our, our siblings and my parents. And I decided that language was one of the things I wanted to focus on. And then I started the company back in 2007 with the sole purpose of actually breaking down language barriers between individuals and professionals. That's and, amazing. Yeah. That, that's, that's awesome. And uh, we'll make sure to, uh, to share the, your uh, company's website uh, so our listeners can, uh, can find you. So, Elizabeth, tell me when you got involved in NABO. And uh, I feel like I'm uh, in studio with royalty right now. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I got involved with NABO back in 2012. So five years in business, feeling a little lonely, lonely, right? A little isolated, not having any peers to talk to about my business challenges. I was going pretty fast and I came across NABO through a recommendation and I became a member. And I will honestly tell you that initially I felt that I didn't fit in. And I didn't see people who looked like me, and I didn't know how to engage with the other women business owners. But I was a positive thinker. I went back, you know, I, and like that's just a story. I went back and started networking and getting a little bit more involved. And the rest is history. I became a board member in 2015 and was on the board for two years. 
And then I sat on the board last year as president-elect. And then this year, I am the first Latina president in Chicago history. And we're going to talk about NABO in just a moment. But Elizabeth, I love to sort of get to know the person behind the microphone. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about your family and uh, sort of what led to you becoming the entrepreneur success story that you are. And of course, uh, stepping into leadership roles at NABO. Tell us a little bit about your family. My parents are originally from Puerto Rico, and they migrated to first New York, which I a lot a lot of of individuals in Puerto Rico tend to do. And then they came to Chicago, and that's where many of us were born. My father was in manufacturing. My mother was the homemaker. However, my dad, after injuring, I believe, his back, he decided to open a local mom-and-pop grocery store. And after school, we were (laughs) required to work in the store. So at eight, nine years old, instead of being outside playing with the friends, we were actually little cashiers selling penny candies at the date. You know, I remember those days selling penny candies. I don't know if that was the bug. I just know that I was working in a nonprofit for many years. And after seven years, I felt that I couldn't do anymore. But what I learned there was that I actually took a nonprofit organization that was making $200,000 a year to over $3 million. Wow. And right there, I was like, hmm, I can... I could do, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. And so maybe the fact of kind of working in the store kind of made me realize that I could do this. And I have I have uh, five siblings. I have four, four sisters and one brother, as I mentioned, two who are deaf. And we grew up in the Chicago land area our entire life. I lived temporarily in Puerto Rico, um, but then we came back and, and relocated here. I am the mother of two beautiful boys. I have a 27-year-old pilot and a 16-year-old basketball player who's a traveling, we've been traveling with his basketball team currently. And I've been married for 10 years to my friend of 20 years. Amazing, amazing. And it it sounds like you bring a strong energy into everything that you do, certainly family, business, and of course, your your community involvement, including NABO. And it sounds like your parents, but your mother in particular, uh, was a very, very strong influence on you. So you are the first Latino president of, of NABO. What does that mean for the organization? What does that mean? I want to say that it's going to be about creating an organization that welcomes everyone. Now, that's not to say that NABO never did that. We did, you know, but my focus this year is together and stronger, considering the circumstances that we're all facing right now How with the fact that we don't have enough diversity within the organization. And it's important. It's important that we open the doors to everyone, regardless you know, of your community, and regardless if you're a startup, an established, or a $10 million company. We want to invite you into this organization. We are here to propel women business owners. We are here to support you. I consider it my sisterhood and my tribe, and we're making headways already. I mean, we're getting people already enrolling. Into or not enrolling, but becoming members of NABO because of the great things we're doing and the work that we're focusing on. Uh, we've had a diversity statement before, but we're revising that. And our and my goal this year as president is really to uplift all women business owners in the Chicagoland area. That's, That's my awesome. Goal. I love that. I love the that 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 mission, that focus uh, together and stronger, which is so important. I think there's a lot of meaning behind it. So NABO, uh, we keep referring to the acronym is the National Association of Women Business Owners. You are the president of the Chicago chapter, and I've uh, we were just talking before you came on the air. I've been to many uh, to many of the luncheons. Shout out to our mutual friend Linda Foreman um, for all that she has done for the organization. 
Um, and you really are uh, fantastic ambassadors and advocates and great networking for women in business. Yes. What does that mean in a year of COVID um, <laughs> where uh, there's so much uh, that's sort of keeping people apart? What what kind of resources, what kind of tools do you plan to put in effect this year? Yes. Like a lot of other businesses and organizations, everyone had to uh, pivot to virtual, right? And it's been working really well for us. At first, we kind of struggled with the fact like, wow, we're going to be virtual. We're not going to be connecting with other women business owners. But it's actually really working well. I mean, we all want that human connection. I think that's really key. But in some shape or form, it's there. It's virtual, <laughs> but it's there, right? Um, I lead one of the mastermind groups, and we've been doing it virtual, and it's working really well. And then the women are getting what they need, the support that they're looking for. And we've revamped all of our program more now more than ever, we need to be present, and we've been doing a lot of that. We have numerous connects that are going virtual. We have the mastermind groups, which are really helpful for individuals. We have a happy hour. So we have an, an amazing member. Her name is Marcy Fornow, and she creates these little fun games, and we're getting to know each other and so forth. And, you know, we, and we're also actually creating this member experience, which is picking up the phone and calling our members and actually just ask, asking them, how are they doing? How, you know, how is it during this time? And, you know, it, it, some are saying, I'm struggling, I'm having a hard time. Other are growing their business because they reinvented themselves. But the one common thread among a lot of the women was like, I'm so glad that somebody reached out to me and to just simply see how I'm doing. Which really ties into that theme of together and stronger. Um, because right now we have a lot going on between COVID, many of the racial issues, um, and, and, you know, it's so important to have a strong NABO, a strong, a strong uh, women advocacy, a strong women yes. business organization. So congratulations on uh, your election you. as president and congratulations on all that NABO has accomplished and no doubt will continue to accomplish. I say this in every conversation. 2020 will not be a year that's written off. No. 2020 <laughs> will, year, will be a year of growth. And um, I'm certain that the organization is in good hands. So uh, Elizabeth Colon, again, the first Latino president of NABO. Uh, Chicago and uh, amazing entrepreneur uh, success story. How can our listeners get a hold of you if they want to talk about your business or they want to learn more about getting involved in the organization? Sure. I have a really lengthy um, email address, but it's www.metaphrasislcs.com or they can call me at 815-464-1423. Or, of course, Google Elizabeth Colon and you can connect through that LinkedIn too. and all that good stuff. <laughs> we want to make it as easy as possible. Let's share that phone number one more time, though. 815-464-1423. Fantastic. Well, Elizabeth, thank you so much for uh, joining me here in studio. Thank you for all of the important work that you're doing. Please come back and share some of the stories, some of the programs um, that uh, you're involved in, and we will definitely be happy to amplify that message here and get down to business. Absolutely. And I didn't share really quickly. We are the number one chapter in the U.S., NABO is, so that's oh. really great. We're growing. We're uh, growing. Lots thank of growth. You. Lots of growth. Check out NABO. Um, just Google NABO Chicago. Uh, check out all the social media links. We are going to squeeze in a very quick break, but when we come back, I'll be joined by Tom Mirabali, health insurance guru and expert. You're listening to the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Chicago, don't touch that dial. We will be right back. Welcome back, Chicago. You're listening to the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, our live show, and I'm thrilled to be joined in studio by my good friend, health insurance guru. I know you love that guru, term. Guru. Dude, guru. Tom Mirabali. Tom, welcome back. Hello, hello. It's nice to be here. It's nice to be in person with you. Yes, Socially always. distanced, of course, with uh, big plastic barriers between us, but uh, 
You have been busy, my friends. I have been extremely busy, seven days a week. Not the Beatles song of eight days a week, but seven days a week. Seven days a week. Yes. And uh, we were talking before we came on the air. You've been busy because, unfortunately, so many people are out of work, so many people out of their employer-sponsored health insurance plans, and that means people are looking into COBRA and all that sort of stuff, but people are always looking for the best price, right, Tom? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And what people don't know about COBRA is they when they go and they go on COBRA, they think they're going to be paying the same price that comes out of their check every week or every two weeks, whatever the case may be, but they don't realize that that's only about 50% of the actual bill. So if a person is paying $500 to 50 every two paychecks, he's paying $500 a month. Surprise, surprise, when he goes on COBRA, it's $1,000 a month, and they're not expecting that. Wow. I mean, so many people, we haven't dealt with this in years, and so many people that never thought that they would be looking into COBRA suddenly are experiencing all these new things, which goes back, I know we were joking about that term guru. You really, <laughs> you know, you go to an accountant to file your taxes, you go to a lawyer for legal issues, you really should not try to resolve these issues on your own. You really should be talking to a health insurance expert. And, uh, you know, whoever you talk to, it's great. I certainly recommend my friend Tom over oh, here. Thank you very much. Absolutely. And we'll share, of course, all your contact information. But, Tom, you are not the only one in the market, are you? No, I'm not. I'm not. But you, know, you have to understand, to sell Obamacare, better known as the Affordable Care Act, we always have to pass a pretty stringent test every year so that we can get our residual commissions and sell new policies. And to be quite honest with you, Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act, is being priced way out of the market. You know, every year it seems to be going up and up and up. And it's just not, it's not worth it. And a lot of people, 40, 45 and up, up to age 64, they are basically paying for maternity coverage. And one of the things that people don't understand is when you have a family, let's say a family of four or five people, Um, you're going to be paying uh, maternity coverage for the husband and the wife. So both people are paying about three, four hundred dollars each for maternity coverage that they're not going to use. So these people call me. uh, How can I get a plan without maternity coverage? And then I go through the process very successfully. Absolutely. And you just scared me because you just said that you have to take tests in your line of work. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. How do you how do you do on your last test? Well, you have to pass it, otherwise you, I wouldn't be sitting here. I'm very impressed. Congratulations. No, I just have enormously more respect for you. I always called you a guru, but now you are a genius in no, my book, too. No, I'll no, add no. that to the list. That's very exciting. So, Tom, um, some of your competition, they don't, uh, they don't work as hard as you do. And I know that to be the case because some of them, uh, you and I were just talking about this, some of them, have much longer periods where they cannot uh, insure for pre-existing conditions. And that, I think, is horrible because people have so much going on in their lives right now between COVID, mental health, physical health, everything. It's like, oh, my God, the stress of getting insured. Yes, yes. And you're getting all these people um, through regular brokers, through uh, Christian organizations, getting insurance through the church. All of these sharing plans have a three-year wait on pre-existing conditions. Three years. 36 months. Three years. That's unethical. Well, I don't know how ethical or unethical the uh, the uh, Christian sharing network is. I'm <laughs> sure it's a whatever. But um, I'm not I'm not down, I'm not, you know, bum wrapping them, but I'm just saying that you have to expose that. Well, when are you going to find out that you have a three-year wait on diabetes? When are you going to find out that you're going to end up having three-year wait on lupus? 
give me a break. All of that stuff. Now, what happens if you have a problem and you're an insulin-dependent diabetic and the doctor's analysis comes back and says, well, you had this problem because of your diabetes. You're not going to be covered because of the three-year wait. That's that is, Now, let me clarify everything with our audience. That is not my programs. Right. My plans are the good old rock and roll underwritten health insurance policies that if you have insulin-dependent diabetes, I'll either instruct you that you can go ahead and sign up for the Affordable Care Act, which is going to put you in the poorhouse, or stay on your group plan. So station identification over here. I'm chatting with Tom Mirabelli, health insurance guru. Um, <laughs> Am I supposed to change my website or something? No, you know, you keep it as is. This will be our little thing over here. Oh, okay. Health insurance guru, but um, you are independent, which means that you are able to shop around for the best prices, for the best plans. Yes. You talked about some of the things that your competition is doing, but you fight for your clients. I know you were just saying that you answer calls seven days a week, yes. um, which I know you do. Emails, calls, we'll share all your contact information. Sure. But in some of the scenarios that you just talked about, Tom, mm-hmm. um, where some of your competitors are, uh, there's there's basically they cannot insure pre-existing conditions for 36 mm-hmm. months, which I think is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, using those examples, diabetes as an example, what, would, what, what can you do on some of the plans that you shop around for? Well, to be right up front, I would say, if you have a pre-existing conditions, you are limited to the Affordable Care Act. That's the only good thing I could say about the Affordable Care Act. Sure. Because it accepts people with pre-existing conditions. But you, you, you fight for them. You find them that option, which is huge. Yes. Yeah. And well, I'm certified. I can sell Blue Cross Blue Shield, um, Obamacare, uh, Affordable Care Act compliant plans. But the bulk of my plans, let's, uh, let me give you an example. If I, if I have a, a female, and this is an actual case that I worked on, uh, a 57-year-old female, non-smoker, her husband's 58, non-smoker, and they have a daughter, 25, okay, still under their plan. If they took the least expensive uh, Affordable Care Act compliant plan through Blue Cross, it's the Blue Precision Bronze HMO, and uh, that has an $8,150 max out of pocket before the plan starts covering people at 100%. So the husband has to meet it, the wife has to meet it. Do the math. That's $16,300 for a family deductible. That's insane. And you know what you have the pleasure of paying for every month? You're going to pay $1,754.28. Now, if these three people are healthy, I can get them a 100% plan through United Healthcare Golden Rule, and the plan is 100% after a deductible, and the lowest deductible we have is, on this particular plan is $2,500. That's a big difference from $8,150. So my price would be, for a month, $1,047.50. That saves the client over $650 a month in difference between having the Affordable Care Act and my plans. They are short-term major medical plans through United Healthcare Golden Rule. Wow. And so, Tom, I just had a an aha moment. You know uh-huh. how you have those sometimes in life, you just have a realization. I just realized why your phone is ringing off the hook and why you're so busy. Mm-hmm. It's because you're such a guru and you're so good at what you do. You, it's because of that pricing analysis that you do. 
finding people the right option, as well as, uh, frankly, doing a better job, a more ethical job than your competition, um, making sure that folks, even with pre-existing conditions, that they get on the right plan, whether it's the Affordable Care Act um, or uh, or any other plan. And I know you do a lot of work with Blue Cross Blue Shield, but you work with other providers as well, which I think is awesome. So, Tom, we're running out of time. I want to make sure our <laughs> listeners know where they can contact you to make sure that your phone rings off the hook even more. It still is. Okay, if you want plans without maternity coverage at any age, ladies, (laughs) uh, you can call me at 630-863-3477. That's 630-863-3477. You can call me seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Obviously, I'm not going to pick it up, pick up the phone at three in the morning, but just leave a message. I'll call you back the very next day. And your website. T Marabali at yahoo.com. That's T. Oh, wait a minute. No, no, no. We changed it. Well, send me an email. T T Marabali at yahoo.com. And you can also visit healthplanchicago.com. There you go. Thank you. you. No problem, Tom. No problem. (laughs) And uh, I know you've uh, been doing some golfing recently. Yeah, I was uh, invited to the WIND last week and we had a riot. Just a, a wonderful, wonderful time. It rained a little bit, but a little water never hurt anybody. Fantastic. Yes, we had a great time. uh, Did he do well? Yeah, actually we did. Yeah, we had a great time. Uh, Having a great time, meeting everybody, seeing everybody. You know, Steve Cortez, Dan and Amy was there. Um, You know, Dan and Amy, they're pretty good golfers. Okay. Yeah. Not just good radio hosts, but good golfers. Absolutely. Absolutely. Tom Mirabali, healthplanchicago.com. Can you share your website or your phone number rather one more time? One more time. Take it from the top. 630-863-3477. 630-863-3477. Tom, until next time, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for being the health insurance guru. Thank we'll you very you back much. back on real soon. Talk <laughs> about affordable and competitive pricing for health insurance plans. We'll be back and get down to business in just a moment. You're listening to the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship, and we'll be right back. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to the very first live show in many months. I'm here in studio, beautiful studio in Elk Grove Village. You're listening to Get Down to Business. Check out my website, ShalomKlein.com. Follow me on Twitter, at ShalomKlein. Lots of information posted throughout the week. Um, but a couple of months ago, uh, when COVID hit, everybody was talking about, um, you know, who's essential and who's not. And I could guarantee you that my very next guest is certainly very essential in providing very essential services uh, to many folks. I'm thrilled to be joined by uh, the founder and CEO of Worldwide Tutoring, Lindsay Wander. Lindsay, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Lindsay, um, you, uh, as mentioned, founder and CEO of Worldwide Tutoring, um, with uh, with programs offered really worldwide, worldwide. I love that. <laughs> I love that over there. But um, you have uh, many things going on throughout Texas and Illinois, lots of great stuff going on. But you've been busy in this era of COVID. Can you tell us a little bit about the services that your company provides? So we're typical in the sense that we help students with their academic needs and also for test prep services. But where we're unique is that we do more about the underlying learning and life skills. So if a student is struggling in math class, we look more at why are they struggling? What skills do they need to learn so that they not only succeed in that math class, but also can apply those skills to all their classes, eventually not need a tutor, and then succeed in college and beyond. So we definitely look at the students holistically rather than just one subject at a time. 
And I, Lindsay, I love to get to know the person behind the microphone. Uh, Lindsay, I, I read a bit into your uh, background and bio. Um, you have a, uh, a very interesting experience, and I know you're, <laughs> you're applying that um, to the families and students that you're so privileged to work with. But Lindsay, can we peel back the onion a little bit and uh, tell, to tell, us, tell our listeners a little bit about your, uh, your story that led to uh, founding Worldwide Studering? So, you know, it wasn't a straight path like most small business owners. I didn't, you know, grow up thinking I want to own a tutoring company one day. (laughs) I actually uh, went to school originally for biomedical engineering and then changed my degree to more environmental studies and then did internships all over the world in various science-based fields. But it was one in education that drove me to go back and get my teaching credential and start teaching in the classroom. And then once I was teaching in the classroom and in California and I moved to Chicago, I just didn't really find um, a school that allowed me the freedom to actually teach more student-centered learning. And so that's when I decided to start the tutoring company. That's a, it's a great story. And I know that uh, you caught the bug in education, but you've also caught another bug, a bug that uh, I share with you, which is uh, travel. I know that you are a frequent traveler, um, I guess, used to be a frequent traveler. Nobody is anymore, I guess, right now. Um, right. But you have, uh, I believe, traveled to more than uh, 25 countries and 35 uh, U.S. states. I have to digress for a moment. Is there a favorite uh, favorite memory or favorite place that you've been? Oh, my goodness. So I recently, just before everything happened with COVID, went to Bali for a couple weeks. And Man, it was never really on my list, but when I was there, I there's just so much about that country that is just our Indonesia in general that's just phenomenal. Uh, absolutely, I've not been to Bali, but it's uh, it's on my list. Uh, we'll certainly share some of those stories uh, off off air. But when you're traveling, <laughs> and I've certainly experienced this, you uh, you start to interact with a lot of people, and uh, that is a skill. Uh, I'm curious, is that something that you've been able to apply in your tutoring, uh, in your tutoring work as well as just as a small business owner? Absolutely. One of the things that we really work with our students on are interpersonal skills or the soft skills that involve, you know, emotional intelligence and empathy and leadership and communication skills. And all of that really starts coming into play when you're put outside of your comfort zone and have to really evaluate who you are as a person and be able to express yourself clearly. So we definitely work with our students on that, even if they're not traveling the world, so that when they do end up putting themselves in situations, perhaps through travel or through their career, they're really prepared to present fully who they are. Absolutely. So worldwide tutoring. So um, when did you start the business? And tell us a little bit about the journey. So I actually left teaching and started unofficially nine years ago. So almost to the date, about nine years ago, I didn't start it officially with actually getting, you know, the LLC and starting to hire tutors until about five years ago. And, you know, it's the typical story of in the beginning, I didn't know what I was doing. I I formed an LTD just because I liked the way it sounded. I had a company name that no one could pronounce. You know, there was just all these things that ended up I learned along the way and then really kind of got my act together about five years ago. And since then, it's just taken off. And, you know, I've been started, I started it in Chicago. We've recently spread to the suburbs throughout Texas. And we've always offered online. But, you know, that has also grown exponentially recently. Absolutely. And we are going to talk about COVID and, uh, and the effects that it has had, uh, the, the need, as I uh, mentioned when we uh, brought you into the program 
uh, talking about the essential services you're providing. So we'll definitely get into that. But uh, Lindsay, I have to ask for the small business owners that are listening uh, to the program, what advice do you have, uh, perhaps mistakes or, uh, or you know, great decisions that you've made along the way that, that you would want to share if you were starting you know, from scratch? What would you want to know? I think the biggest thing, and this is also something I really direct my, child, my students to do, I call them my kids, um, is to really follow their, in, find their unique voice and follow their passion. So don't let anything hold you back. If that feels like the right way to go, then you go it. for it. I love it. That's great advice. Uh, Lindsay, I'm going to squeeze in a quick break, but we'll be back with Lindsay Wander of Worldwide Tutoring in just a moment. You're listening to Get Down to Business. Check out my website, shalomkline.com. We'll be back in just a moment. Hey, we've been chatting with Lindsay Wander, the founder and CEO of Worldwise Tutoring. Uh, Lindsay, you were just uh, sharing some really, really critical advice. Um, I know that you uh, you share, and I know it's sort of your philosophy uh, in business as well as in tutoring. Um, but these past few months have certainly been very interesting for everybody, uh, for families, uh, certainly. And uh, I've no doubt that it's led to many frantic phone calls. Tell us a little bit about what your life has looked like. Absolutely. I think, you know, one of the things that has resulted from this whole pandemic is the the layers have been peeled off and people are kind of seeing things for how they truly are. And I think a lot of parents are realizing that there are things that are not being taught in the school system. For example, you know, the children are home screaming, I'm bored, I'm bored, or I can't do this. And you know, they're unable to self-direct and, and time manage. And these are skills that are essential to success, yet they're unable to do it in the situation when they're having schooling at home. So I've had a lot of parents who are really um, looking at the schooling and starting to reevaluate what is the most important lessons for their students, to, their children to learn. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, right now, uh, school districts around the country uh, are taking a variety of different approaches, um, some hybrid, uh, some completely uh, virtual. Uh, I'm curious, Lindsay, do you do you think that the quality of education in the school system is uh, is being jeopardized? Oh, that's a really tough question because it really depends on the student and what community they're in and what the school is doing and, you know, what access the student has to that technology. If the student has the availability to work at home with support as needed, then there really isn't any kind of a hiccup in their learning. But that's unfortunately not the case for all the students. So overall, yeah, there's definitely been a disruption. Yeah, and I, I love the way you answered that. It's it's specific to the student, and really, that's that's what it's all about. Everybody is unique, um, and uh, I know you have uh, on your team a uh, little over forty uh, tutors. No doubt that uh, that team is is growing rapidly uh, based on the demand. Um, but there's uh, what's that process look like when somebody contacts you and is looking for services for uh, tutoring services for their for their child. What, uh, how do you pair them up um, with, um, with, a, with an appropriate tutor? So, you know, one of the things I really work on with my students is to make them not just competent, but also conscious. So not just knowing the material, but also having the right frame of mind. And I look for that in my tutors as well. So 
having, you know, the degree or the credentials is one thing, but knowing that you have a passion for teaching and you truly do care about your students' well-being and your ability to deliver the instruction in a way that's easy to digest is a total other area. So there's a lot of vetting I do where I really dig into who the person is behind that degree and seeing if they're capable of, you know, keeping up with the demands that um, we have for our tutors. Then when the family reaches out to me, I really do a lot of digging into trying to understand, you know, like I said, if the student is getting a bad grade in a class, trying to really figure out what's really going on with that student. And I think that that's one of my superpowers is, you know, figuring out um, the underlying issue with the child and then best matching them to the tutor. I suggest two or three tutors to the family and let them make the ultimate choice. And at any time, they're able to change tutors or adjust as the student grows and their needs change. Well, uh, your team has certainly adjusted rapidly. I know that uh, online tutoring is certainly something that, you know, your team has been offering, but no doubt that that need has increased. Um, So tell us a little bit about the platform, about what, you know, from from start to finish, when somebody reaches out and sends you a message through your website or gives you guys a call and is interested in services, let's say it's math tutoring, what does that process look like for online tutoring? What does that technology look like? So, you know, the online and the in-person is pretty much the same process because they're both very efficient at um, being able to give students not only the knowledge of the content, but also those essential life skills. So we've always done online. We didn't always have the full support of that. A lot of parents were very hesitant. And I think now that they're experiencing it, it themselves and seeing it is effective, they're more open to it. But either way, that email goes to the website. It comes to me or my assistant. We then work through trying to figure out, you know, what's going on with the student. And then we get them set up in a system where all the scheduling and balances are tracked and get them in contact with their tutor. We do have a, you know, two-page contract and no minimum terms. You know, we don't make them commit to anything. It kind of goes against uh, the whole policy of just being there when they need us. But once we get the ball rolling, everything just, you know, kind of flows in place with sessions that are usually the same day and time every week and, you know, constant updates to the parents and the students get independent work. And there's just always a very clear communication of progress. Sure. And it it is pretty crazy to me that we're in August already. And that means that the school year in many uh, parts of the country are pretty much already starting. And uh, as we said a moment ago, uh, many schools are taking a hybrid approach, which means uh, that there's a need for that sort of flexibility, Lindsay, that you just talked about um, in uh, families' relationship with their tutor. Um, no doubt having your services complement uh, the the regular education that they might be receiving in their public or private school district. Um, so is that something that uh, your team is sort of open to that as the school year adjusts, your relationship with families will adjust to? Absolutely. Yes, we're very flexible in everything we do. That's kind of the name of the game. When you're an educator, you have to be flexible. But we've always seen ourselves as an extension of support for the schools, for the families. And, you know, I tell my tutors, you know, I don't want it to be like a divorced parent situation where schools are here and we're over here. It doesn't serve the students. So we really work to understand what is the school doing and then supporting that so that it makes it much easier for the student to adjust in either situation. So whatever the schools are doing, we adjust to it. All right. That's fantastic. Well, uh, Lindsay, if you don't mind uh, hanging on one more second, we're going to squeeze in one more break. We'll be back with Lindsay Wander from Worldwide Tutoring. Uh, and when we come back, we'll be sure to share all of the contact information for folks that are looking to get in touch with your team. 
you're listening to the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship, check out my website, shalomkline.com. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back. I've been chatting with Lindsay Wander, again, the founder and CEO of Worldwide Tutoring. Fascinating discussion. Um, Lindsay, hearing about your background, uh, you know, starting in uh, starting college as a biomedical engineer and then uh, continuing on in uh, biology, chemistry, minor in mathematics, and then uh, going on to becoming an entrepreneur uh, and uh, entrepreneurial success story. So, Lindsay, um, we've been talking about the services you've been providing in covid uh, and the demand is is high. So tell us a little bit about your uh, about the team that makes it all happen. So the team I have is very special, <laughs> and uh, they you know have a lot of experience in working with students of different ages and abilities, and a very deep passion for making a difference in the world and doing more than just helping the child do their math problem, for example. We are currently looking to add to our team. I am only right now hiring tutors that reside in Illinois and Texas, and there is a place on our website where it says become a tutor, and someone can submit an application that way. And what topics um, both do you, uh, do, do you uh, focus on uh, in tutoring services for families, but also what uh, what areas of expertise are you looking for tutors in? Good question. So we are now getting, um, because of the circumstances, a lot of families are looking for assistance with their younger students that we didn't typically have before. So I'm definitely looking for instructors who have experience with elementary school to teaching even in small groups, um, including students who have learning difficulties. And then for the older students, the middle school and high school, most students tend to have trouble with the more of the maths and sciences and the test prep. So tutors that have a background in those areas are very valuable. Absolutely. And I'm glad uh, I'm glad we got there in the conversation, Lindsay, because, uh, you know, all along, I, I want to make sure it's not just for, uh, you know, uh, younger students, but I know on your website, you talk about uh, test prep services for high school entrance, college entrance, graduate, medical, law school, and as well as ESL certification. Um, so lots of test prep services, and your tutors certainly are. You have a very well-rounded team. A lot of different, uh, a lot of different uh, specialties and, and subject matter experts, which is exciting. So, Lindsay, do you still have time uh, to tutor uh, students on your own? I know you you love it, and I know you talk about them being your kids. Yeah, I actually make a point to make sure that I still consistently have students so that I can always be presented with new challenges and new experiences to continue to grow so that I can share them with my tutors. I actually had a meeting with about 10 of my tutors today, and I was sharing with them some of the experiences I had this week and what I learned from it. Wow. Uh, amazing. Well, Lindsay, I appreciate you sharing uh, so much with our listeners. Uh, it's certainly a very, very timely discussion and something that's uh, been on my mind as I've been uh, reading and hearing the uh, the current events around the uh, around the country. And, you know, as we're getting uh, we, we shut down uh, towards the end of the school year. But now the school year is upon us and uh, certainly families are looking for resources. Worldwide tutoring is certainly one of those resources that people should consider. So, Lindsay, how can people get in touch with you either about uh, the online uh, online tutoring uh, resources or even about becoming a tutor? So the best place to start would be our website. So that's just worldwisetutoring.com, just like you uh, pointed out. The, the name is a little different, but we are also on all social media. So you can go to Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. I'm even on Pinterest <laughs> and you can 
find us in any of those resources as well. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining us. You are listening to the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Get down to business. We're back in studio. And so make sure you tune in next Sunday, 6 p.m. right here on AM560, The Answer. You get on my website, ShalomKlein.com, to download six-plus years of our program that's been many fantastic guests. Share it with friends. Share it with a colleague. To success, let's get down to business. We'll talk to you next Sunday, AM560. 